Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we believe that inherently existing within us all, there is an awakening process that is continuously ongoing. It happens for the entirety of our life. We really get to expand our sense of awareness and discover our purpose as we begin to awaken to what is native, what is natural to us. Thank you for listening in today to discover what comes naturally, to discover your nature, and perhaps to discover some new techniques as well. May presence be our purpose. A few episodes ago, we traveled to India and we talked about the values, apana, udana, samana, prana, and vayana, all of the values. It's not necessary to have an understanding of those for this episode, but I mentioned that episode because we're going back to the yogic philosophy and their understandings of energy to discover yet another energetic practice that we can do here, now, today. These are called the koshas. In yogic philosophy, we believe that we have sheaths or protective qualities that house and contain our energy. And within this philosophy, we believe that our energetic soul, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, has five of these sheaths. One of them is the Anamaya Kosha. This is our physical body. Our body is this magnificent, grand wand of sorts, and we need to understand how to wield that wand. So one practice which you can already probably assume that I'm going to mention, is yoga, to get in touch with the Anamaya Kosha, the sheath of the physical body. A practice that we can begin to do is to begin to ask ourselves simple questions about the body. Can I feel my eyebrows? Can I feel the bottom of my feet? Can I feel my middle toe? These sorts of questions help us become attuned to the sensations that are happening within our body. So if we want to get in touch with our physical body, again, the practice of yoga would be very, very helpful, or the practice of being present as our body does in action. This could be running, this could be going for a jog, this could be dancing. As we do these practices, simple pauses and asking ourselves, can I feel my knee? Can I feel the hair on top of my head? Where am I sweating? These sorts of things. Our next kosha is the pranayama kosha. And this is where the previous knowledge of the prana vayus, or just the vayus, are helpful. Energy is prana, and pranayama is the energy of breathing. So how can we get in touch with the vital energy of the body? The previous one, anamaya kosha, is the gross physical energy. It's what we can see, it's what we can touch, it's what we can taste, it's what we can really sense. Pranayama kosha is all about that which we can't really see, but what we can feel and experience, such as the breath. So if we want to get in touch with another language of the soul, breathing practices help us with specific directional breathing patterns to cultivate energy within the body. This is the sheath of our vital energy. For the third sheath, we have the Manomaya Kosha. 
And it's very important to look at the beginning of that word, manumaya, M-A-N. The other word that begins with this is mantra. So I actually could be pronouncing this kosha incorrectly. It could be manumaya kosha rather than manumaya kosha. So how can we get in touch with the energy of the mind? This is a very, very important energetic center because many of us experience anxiety or stress, and often that occurs due to thoughts that cause constriction or anxiety or fear. So a huge block or hurdle in the energetic field is getting in touch with our anxieties and stresses. So how can we do that very quickly? Chanting. There's many episodes that I've produced on this podcast that discuss chanting and discuss chants to do, but I encourage you to look at toning the frequency ohm, which sounds like, well, there are many different pronunciations, but I'll do two here. Ah, oh, mm, ah, om. There's that pronunciation, really enunciating all of the vowels within it. And there's also the standard om. Both of these are very helpful. Both of these trigger in the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve is the nerve that runs from the neck all the way down, I believe, to the feet or to the pelvis, but it's one of the longest nerves within the body. And stimulation of this nerve helps decrease cortisol. It helps our respiration. There are a plethora of benefits that occur within the vagus nerve. I encourage you to do your research on it, but this nerve has been noticed to either put us into or take us out of fight or flight and what is anxiety and stress, but a prolonged stay in that sensation of fight or flight. By chanting, it disrupts the mind. The mind has to consciously think of the word or the frequency or the tone, and with that distraction of the mind, and focus on something beneficial, Om is the seed of creation. It creates the intention that we're feeling within our heart. So whatever we're feeling, whatever we're moving towards and desiring, that is manifested by the vibration of Om. And by chanting this, we begin to create our happiness, create our peace, create our stability. This chanting really helps the Munnumaya Kosha, which helps clear the chatter of the mind And as the egoic mind is silenced, then the intuition of our heart and consciousness or spirit can come forth and display its wisdom to the mind. That's Mannamaya Kosha. The fourth one is the wisdom body. We've talked about the physical body, the energetic body, Pranayama Kosha, the mind body, Mannamaya Kosha. And now we're speaking on the wisdom body, Vijnanamaya Kosha. This is again, one of my favorite koshas. And I feel like I say that for every single one of them. And that's because understanding their significance really helps all of my energetic practices. So this is the wisdom body. And when does wisdom tend to arrive to us? How do we get into flow? This could be a whole nother podcast. It's an expansive topic. And as a flow chaser myself, I am deeply attracted to any practice that puts me in flow. 
when we're in flow, there is the dissolution of time, which is called transient hypofrontality, that the front part of the mind that is able to assess and measure how time is passing actually gets turned off and it's almost as if time doesn't exist. It's like when you're playing a very beautiful game or having fun with friends, you look at the clock, you have some more fun, you look at it again, it feels like it's been two minutes and two hours have passed. That is flow. Now, how does flow help us get in touch with our energy and why is this kosha important? When we're in flow, we're in the natural harmony of the world. We don't have our ego judging or criticizing our actions. We really are moving in a natural way. The more opportunities that we pursue that are in flow, where there is an adequate amount of helpful stress, which is called eustress, and reward, where we are challenged. Also, when we do benevolent acts like open shelters for dogs or sanctuaries for animals, all of these actions help produce flow in the body. So really, even acts of servitude and service can put us in the mind state of flow, of being in harmony, of not thinking, but intuitively moving. With this intuition, And with this action upon our intuition, it helps us become more familiar and recognize the traces of energy that is within our vessel. And when we're in that space, when the ego is not criticizing or judging us, then we're able to have full access to our entire consciousness, full access to our wisdom and insight. If the practices of snowboarding or opening up sanctuaries for animals or challenging yourself isn't appealing, you can also get into flow with deep concentration. In yoga, we call this daharana or daihayana. And within these practices, it would be helpful to stare at a flame or to try to withdraw all of your senses, which is actually called pratyahara. And we can speak on the meditation types in another episode. Our last kosha is the Anandamaya kosha. By looking at the root of that word, you may notice Ananda, which means bliss. This is by far my favorite one, and it's often one of the hardest sheaths to gaze into and influence because it represents bliss. And if we're honest with ourselves, how often can we say that we're in divine bliss? Many of us cannot say that often. But the question itself is the presentation of the answer as well. If we ask ourselves, when was the last time I was in bliss? And if we describe what bliss is to ourselves, my personal definition of bliss is harmony or eudaimonia, being in flow, as we talked about in our previous kosha. And the question of asking ourselves, where does my bliss exist in? How am I in bliss? And when was the last time that I was in bliss? We can begin to prime our unconscious mind to begin looking for those experiences. And as we witness those experiences and replay them within our body, it primes the subconscious to again move forward to that bliss. 
to that sensation of happiness and love. So why bliss? What does happiness have to do with energy? What if I really want to move some dark stuff? Do I really want to be happy and blissful and smiling? Or don't I want to be serious? These are questions that I've asked myself as I've really debated with myself of, does my body need to be a certain way in order to do energetic practices? And I would like to argue for the case that bliss is one of the most useful sensations to feel within the body because I operate under the belief that laughter is spontaneous enlightenment. Many of us, myself included, may not feel as though we're quote-unquote enlightened. But when's the last time that you laughed? We really can't help that. Laughter is the universe expressing joy through us, and bliss is the cultivation and the integration of that joy. So, yes, energy can be very attractive. We can push objects on a table, read minds, levitate, float, do a whole bunch of really cool stuff. But the energy that practices that I use daily are often very, very simple, like t- tuning into how my body feels, quieting my mind by chanting, moving into sensations of flow, doing something creative, and being in bliss, laughing, allowing joy to happen within my body, and allow and promoting that joy by using my body to express it through laughter and through bliss. So I encourage you to dive deep into these koshas. The anamaya kosha, the physical body, the pranayama kosha, the energy body, the mundamaya kosha, the mind body, the vijnanamaya kosha, still don't know if I'm saying that right, the wisdom body, and the anandamaya kosha, the bliss body. I encourage you to maybe use one of those a week and see what happens when you begin to play around with techniques and practices that help attune our sensations to the energy within these koshas so that you can integrate and develop entire consciousness energy. Thank you for energetically investing within yourself. It's always a beautiful investment. The spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho matakwiasan. Om namah shivaya. Namaste.